Hi, weirdos. How are you? I hope the week has been treating you way better than it's been treating me, personally. Um, I have chalked it up to mourning a stranger, and it sounds stupid, but it's the way we're just coping with things, right? I hope that um, the week has been productive, but within your means. So, this episode is kind of rough because I've literally tried to record it four different times in the past two days, and it's part of my overthinking process, and it's part of me doubting myself and putting too much into what I do. Uh, I've realized that I shouldn't. Um, I've come to this realization in this very second. Um, I say I'm a lot. <laughs> and we're going straight into our topic because why beat around the bush? Our episode today is Overthinking 101. It's a beautiful, gorgeous little subject that is part of my daily, daily life. And I feel like it's a part of everyone's daily life in some extent we all overthink something whether it be our relationship with our parents our relationship with our significant others our relationship with ourselves I can go on and on and on I overthink personally everything it's horrible it's annoying as hell and if I'm real with myself it stops me from doing a lot of stuff But at the same time, I thank it because it also has given me, in some sense, opportunities um, to, like, see myself grow and also, like, see where I was and how, you know, I would talk to myself, like, when I started realizing how much I overthink. So, for example, uh, there's a lot of negative talk, and it might have not started with me. But it stayed with me. And those negative talks either come from family, come from teachers, come from any adult that, you know, decided to step into your life. Um, Any kind of friends that they thought they were doing you a compliment and then it wasn't a favor. It was basically telling you something is wrong. You need to fix it. So let's start it off. (laughs) I am not perfect. No one is perfect. Uh, As much as we try to be, it's not there. But I am a perfectionist. So I go to the extreme of literally doing something four different times. And the original topic was going to be a book review and up like a book rundown on one of my favorite series from Blood and Ash. We'll do an episode on that another day. I'm still trying to figure out my emotions on where to do that or even how to start it. Um, I wanted to do a deep dive on like every chapter, but that just seems really excessive. And I kind of just want you to read the book too. Like if you're into reading, if you're not, there's also audiobooks. Like uh, either way, Um, you know, and right there, like I stopped myself because I feel like nobody wants to hear my stupid rambles about books because nobody's ever wanted to hear them or you know I feel like they get bored you know like it's so fucking stupid but you pick up these social cues where things that you are passionate about that no one else is 
and you want to talk about it with somebody and you talk about it with essentially the wrong person and they just aren't like even though they're your person or they like care about you and love you like your parents or something you can talk about whatever you want with them but you can see the vacantness in their eyes the minute they stop paying attention and even if you don't see it you feel it and then you just start doubting yourself and it's this horrible thing of like okay I just won't talk about this ever and I'll just love it forever but in private because what is the fucking point of telling anyone if no one wants to listen you know and it's stupid it's stupid but it's part of you know negative talk to yourself you know like it's start of like overthinking you're you're doubting everything and this even bleeds into other sections like you start doubting like okay will anyone ever like me will am I just doing this all for a show like what's the purpose behind me doing all this like what's the purpose of me even talking if I'm not spoken to and it's horrible and (laughs) it's the reason it took me so long also to start this podcast I've been wanting to do this for months, months, and I finally got the gall after, you know, talking myself up for weeks, uh, being like, you know, this would be such a good topic on a podcast if I could do it with somebody, and I always want to do something with somebody because it makes me feel not alone. It makes me feel like, okay, I can piggyback off of them. We can, like, run a ramble. It'll be great, and, you know, that's where I excel doing something as a partnership because it's so well done and it's so well versed like not versed like we did it beforehand but like it works you know but I really don't feel like trying to approach this with somebody trying to let the try to figure that out so I said fuck it you know I'm gonna do it myself like I, you know, I can't get anything done unless it's by myself with myself. So might as well get it done. And that is on hyper independence. (laughs) Um, But getting back to it, overthinking becomes some sort of paranoia. And also, none of this is based on research. It is just based on personal experience. I want to preface this. I know dig about shit and don't take my word for it. You know, I am just talking into the void at this point. Like, I get into my head. Uh, Literally, I've got into my head about this episode, and it's given me such imposter syndrome of, like, who the fuck do I think I am talking on radio? Well, not radio, but, like, talking on this podcast, putting this out in the public. Like, nobody cares about what I do. And that is so far from the truth. A lot of people do care, and I know this. Like, it's in my brain. I'm aware that this is a thing. But... I get so in my head that I'm like, why, why even do this? You know? And I almost literally did not do an episode. I got semi, well, I drank rum yesterday and it was great. I love, you know, we we're like Captain Jack Sparrow in one of the movies. We just love fucking rum, you know? It doesn't do a lot, but it's just like a nice little kilter. And no, I don't drink all the time uh, because I have issues with that. Um, But I do drink on the occasion recently within the past six months. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm feeling off. I'm feeling down. Let's get into our little 
rum stash and I drank it and I felt so much better and then I started doing my podcast episode I realized I spoiled it (laughs) 10 minutes in and I was like you know what I just I don't want to live anymore um I'm not gonna do this and I put it to rest I put my microphone away I put my laptop away and then um I did something I I was like on, on TikTok for like hours and it was stupid like I was like no one wants to listen to this. I don't even know if, like, me rambling for three hours about a book is even worth it. Because, like, it's a good book. It's a good series. It's a good series. But, like, I'm not going to do it justice by any fucking means. Um, so I think I'm just going to try to figure that out somehow in the future. But I feel like these are the topics that I can just ramble on about in an appropriate amount of time where I don't get too much in my head in that sense and just go off you know um by the way if you don't know what imposter syndrome is I feel like everyone does at this point um imposter syndrome is basically where you think that you're kind of being an imposter in your own life so like you like for example I work a basic job like entry level living my life as an entry level employee is great but there are times where I know the answer, but I don't think I know the answer. I'll just be like, I don't know if this is right, but this is what I would do. And they're like, that is exactly what you're supposed to do. Good job. And I'm like, oh, oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, oh, okay. Cool, 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 Thanks. And then I just kind of hope that nobody notices that I have no idea what I'm doing ever. And it's been like that since college. Also, like, what the fuck, four years I was in a college and I didn't even, like, get past these major issues because all they teach you is bullshit. Like, you learn everything on the job. Let's be real. These sense of paranoias, um, you know, they stem a lot from what your close people that, like, people in your lives that are close to you what they tell you about yourself because you can see yourself in a completely different light you can see yourself as just like like I personally see myself as this most like basic boring bitch like I have my talents sure but at most it's mediocre and then for example I meet people like I just started a new job I as before I meet people there and I actually talk to only one coworker because we got to keep it small. We got to keep it simple. I talk to Jen um, and she tells me, she's like, how do you know this? You're so wise. You're so like open-minded. You're so this and that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I have other attributes. My guy, don't tell me this. It'll get to my head. And she was like, no, but you are. And I'm like, okay, but I don't see this. And that's the worst thing. And I've been thinking about it all week. I've been thinking about a lot of things all week. First of all, how fucking sad I've been about fucking everything. Like, I was literally crying about a Reddit story. And it made absolutely no sense because I don't cry about that shit. I rarely cry. Like, about things on social media. But I was crying at a Facebook video about a dog. I don't do that. I just get sad and then I move on. 
It was horrible. Something else I was thinking about is really just um, also my last episode. I, the entire week since Monday morning, every day had intrusive thoughts of, hey, that was cringe. Hey, we shouldn't have said that. Hey, that sounds super weird as fuck and no one is going to fucking like it. I've had those thoughts all fucking week, every day for like a while, you know, a decent amount of time. So I started getting into my head. I'm like, should I even keep it up? Was it even right? Was my information like relayed perfectly? Not perfectly, but like, was it good enough to stay online? Was I good enough for this platform? And that was my negative talk coming in. That was the doubt the overthinking of why am I even doing this? Should I even be doing this? Who the fuck do I think I am? And I literally midweek, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, I told my bestie, I was like, hey, I hate my first episode. I'm super cringe. Um, not in those exact words, more casual, obvi. I think it's like super cringe. I keep thinking about certain things I said. Um you know, and she's like, and just leave it. I'm like, okay. So I left it. It's there. Um, you know, and we're just going to grow from there. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like giving its full space to think like it wasn't that bad. It was the first episode. I'm learning every single time I do one of these, like I now figured out how to use the stupid edit thing. And you know, like it's a learning process in like how to relay information to people, how to, you know, best do this, this podcast, um, best do this podcast so that, you know, people feel sort of seen and like I can relay it without making it all about me. But in the end, it is all about me um, because it's my podcast and it sounds so narcissistic in my head right now, but that is the truth though. Um, I just, I'm relaying things about my life because I may feel alone, but like I did this with the goal of making somebody else feel less alone, you know? And it's a piece of people pleaser in me, but also it feels like my contribution to society in its own minuscule way. And, you know, we, we're just doing the best we can with what we get, you know? <laughs> um, it's, it's horrible. And even I was like, I think Thursday, I was like, fuck, man, like, I really want to take it down. And I go, no, because like, you know, we're going to look back at other episodes we do. And when we do, we're going to see that from that point, who that person was, that's not who we are anymore. And see the growth, see the development of like who I am. It's like a mini journal, but a public one. And I'm okay with that because like, why, why not? You know, um, there's also like another example of overthinking. And yes, we're coming back with Fever this time. Um, another example of overthinking that I have is really like, so I'm, overweight for the most part. Um, I thought I would tell you that now. Um, it doesn't matter, nor is it going to be a surprise, but for some reason, I think it matters. 
So I have recently taken it into my own hands and decided to like care more about myself in the self-care department and like work out like when I, you know, when I mentally can and, you know, eat better, eat at home. And I have been doing that. I have been and it's going great. Um, I personally think so. Like the scale doesn't tell me a difference, but I feel the difference personally. And it's it's great. Like I'm not telling you no. But there comes a point, like in October, I started and I was doing great. I was going at least three or four times a week. In December, I only went, I think in November, I only went like two days. But personal life, I was dealing with a lot in November. In December, I went half a month. And that was a good time, a good 15 days in 30. That wasn't bad. In January, I literally took two weeks off because... Um, you know, I was just having a rough time mentally just getting an energy to go out of my house. So in January, I was working from home every single day. Now I work from home two times a week and go to the office three, which is perfect. But at the same time, like that drive is killer. Working from home is great. I'm not telling you no. It's the most beautiful experience because I have two dogs, so and I treat them like my kids. I even call them my kids. People with kids are probably going to get offended at that, but I really don't give a shit. So, you know, I get to be with my kids more. I get to see them every day, make more memories with them, and they love it because they get to see me every day, all day, and mommy doesn't leave, you know? But at the same time, mommy doesn't leave. So in January, I would leave as soon as I finished work or like later at night, go to the gym, chill out, feel better, and then come home. I had, you know, I'm doing a challenge, which is a book challenge. Let's be real. And um, basically, it's part of the A Court of of Thorn and Roses series. Um, There's this thing called the House of Wind. And the House of Wind, the only there's only two ways to get into it, um, either from the sky or taking the stairs. There's no elevator. There's no way you can just pop in. It's like a thing in the book. So a lot of times these people will drop from the sky and then just hope for the best, and they will land on the balcony. It's like a plot point I really enjoy. But in the most recent book, oh, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass, by the way. In the most recent book, um, A Court of Silver Flames, the main character, which is not our original main character, it's her sister, she fucking is, like, trapped in this house, except when she goes to train, and she fucking hates being there. So she's decided upon herself to take the 10,000 steps. Every time, it's harder, but also easier, and there comes a point where she gets so mad at her love interest that she just goes for it, and she goes down 10,000 steps. So I have decided sort of kind of to do the same. Uh, I'm going up 10,000 steps, Um, and like I'm not talking about like 10,000 steps in a total day. I'm talking about 10,000 steps in one sitting, and it's like up the stairs. So I understand, like, for some people that's, like, basic, but for me, this is huge. Like, I haven't gotten past, I think, 2,000 yet. Um, I got to 50 minutes, 
And then after that, I haven't been able to do more than half an hour, which is like about, I want to say, uh, 1,900. Sometimes it's like 600, 700 steps. And, you know, I've been slacking off at the gym lately. I have. I'm not going to lie to you. Why, why lie, you know? And it's nothing personal. It's just like I don't have the mental capacity, the mental energy to sit there and go to the gym. I just want to sleep, you know? And that could be the depression talking, 100%. But also, like, it makes me feel like shit because I'm not trying at something that I wanted to do. So it's like, you know, I know I need this kind of rest because, first of all, I'm adjusting my my schedule to fit in three days a week of driving and going to work. That's essentially a 12-hour day, driving, working, and then coming home, you know? Meanwhile, I think, you know, that's ridiculous. I should have already adjusted. It's only been two months. What the hell am I doing? Then there's, you know, that side that it's just like, I'm not putting the effort, so I'm not seeing the results. And then I hear, like, I have some fitness accounts on social media, which is horrible. uh, But I still have them because sometimes they motivate me. But I look at them and they, you know, I see their results and they go every day. And I'm like, why am I not putting that much effort? If I put that much effort, I would see that much results. And then I start beating myself up. But I, you know, I I used to leave it at that. Uh, Like a couple months ago, I would have left it at that. Like, you know, like that is it. You know, we're a piece of shit because we are not trying. And recently, um, I don't know what happened. I just kind of decided I'm not going to do that anymore. So I go and I just do what I can. And then I come home. I've only gone to the gym once this week, I think. And that's okay. You know, we're working on it. It's, you know, as long as we decide to go some days, I feel like it's okay. But there was a point in January where, like, you know, I hadn't gone in two weeks, as I said. And I was like, fuck, you know, it's been two weeks. I need to step it up. So I went. I went to one day. It was I was actually feeling okay. Um, I went um, after work. It was like 9, 10 o'clock. Went to the gym. I started my challenge. I think I did 30 minutes. Yeah, I did 30 minutes on the Stairmaster. And I was like, okay. You know, we left at 50, but, you know, we're coming back after two weeks. 30 is pretty okay. And I was beating myself up at the end of the day because I only did 30 minutes but you know I showed up I went I actually did 30 minutes versus the two weeks where I didn't do 30 minutes and on top of that um I was like feeling like shit because I like I, I only did 30 minutes and I keep track of it on a chart and I looked at the last time the first time I hit 30 minutes on the Stairmaster, which was a rough time, let me tell you, because I couldn't do past more than 20 beforehand. So I went in and I looked at the last time I did 30 minutes, which was my first time. And comparing it to this current time, I actually did better in endurance, which is really what we're doing this for. And I really continually have to remind myself of that. And it's horrible 
that that's even a thing. Like, how did we get to this point where I have to constantly remind myself, hey, you're doing this not for speed, not for distance. By the way, my kids are also in the room, so there's might be some barking. Um, they're, you know, I'm not, I'm doing this not for speed, not for distance. I'm doing this for endurance. I'm doing this to get better at what I need to do so that I can get to those 10,000 steps. Like, that's really the goal. The goal is to get that endurance, get that momentum so that I can get to the goal of 10,000 steps. I'm not even wanting to do them fast. I just want to do them. And I forget that every time. I'm like, I'm not going fast enough. Everybody else is going faster on these stupid Stairmasters than I am. Like, it's, it's, I'm going to say it again. It's stupid that I even go this far, you know, looking back at it and being like, how, why, why is it not enough? And it's like a constant overthinking that makes you doubt yourself, that makes you just, you know, regret ever even starting it because there's always that comparison. Um, you know, I grew up being a comparison uh always and i feel like a lot a lot of my generation was always done with comparisons and unteaching that behavior is so hard and it's so worth it in the end but it's so hard to get there cuz you're always like okay but fulano de tal is doing so much better than i am what is going on why am I not reaching that goal? And it's like, well, you're not fulano, you know? At the end of the day, you are you, and you have to deal with you every day, and I think that is great, you know? No one can do you better than you. And I'm speaking like if I'm taking my own advice every day. I'm telling you right now, I'm not. Like, there are days where I'm like, hey, what what are you doing wrong? Because you're not where you need to be. You know, you're 25, like, I'm telling you right now, at 10, at 10 years old, I laugh. I was like, at 25, I'm going to have a house, I'm going to have a career, and I'm going to think about having kids. At 20, me and my mom made plans, and I know it sounds stupid, but facts, I love my mom, she's my best friend. We made plans that I was somehow going to have kids at 25, whether that be with a man or artificially inseminated, because I really wanted kids. At 20. I'm not 25. I do not want any kids. Kids can stay with their parents. I will be a surrogate parent. I would love to babysit your kids and then give them back to you. Like, that is where I'm at. I don't want kids. That's a whole expense, a whole situation. I don't know. Why? Why am I going to take away my own privilege? to give life to something that doesn't even want to be here that you know and I say that as a previous child that doesn't appreciate (laughs) what you do until everything is said and done and you know there's nothing really to show for it other than their accomplishments and then trying to get them to raise their own life and then you have to care for it forever like that's so much work like I'm sorry I Personally, I don't 
want kids and those are my reasons as selfish as they may be and there's also that whole thing where like I feel like I'm a shit human being and like why would I want more of my genes out there like I'm great I know this people tell me it all the time um but I don't think I'm great um I don't think that with the problems I have should I even deign to have another human with part of me in it because like I don't know what part's gonna be in that human and you know personally I don't want to also raise a serial killer like I always feel like that's an option and I don't I'm just not in the mood um that's my thought on that uh personally (laughs) um but yeah like you're always comparing you're always comparing yourself to others like right now on facebook half of the people i know are got married last year and i was like oh, okay cool so people are supposed to get married at 25 nice 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 i haven't i no, <laughs> i haven't even dated that much to do the whole marriage thing you know and it's just something that we need to unlearn in baby steps but also in big steps so I've taken some of those steps in the past couple months and I always you know I let the negative thoughts sit you know if you deal with this also I feel like um the best thing would be to kind of take a take a note out of Nessa's book, which is the name of the character, by the way. Take a note out of Nessa's book and be like, hey, we're going to feel it. We're going to accept it. We're going to let her sit there for a second. And then we're going to let her leave. You know, we're going to take those negative thoughts. We're going to accept them. We're going to feel them. And then we're going to let them go. You know, let them pass through you. Because if we let them simmer, if we let them set, then they're going to, you know, they're going to set. They're going to be concrete in your mind. And then you're going to build a house of insecurities. Nobody wants a house of insecurities. I'm trying to break mine down. And I don't need any more building blocks. I need a jackhammer that takes down all the concrete. And it's going to take time because right now all I have is a hammer, <laughs> you know, and they're cinder blocks. It's it's not fun. But, um, you know, it's I'm young. We're going to try. And it is what it is. At the end of the day, you know, like I said, being you is more than enough. And, you know, everybody needs to just accept that. You know, having these thoughts are normal. Having those doubts are normal. But what you do with those doubts makes all the difference. If you let them sit, if you relish in them, if you make them fact, because they're not fact unless you make them fact. If you, you're not, you're, this is going to sound horrible, um, but you're not not enough Unless you continue to think you're enough. Unless you continue to think that you're not enough. Does that make sense? I might be stupid. It's fine. Um, No, I'm not stupid. We're just 
working on trying to figure out how to say this correctly. But you know what I mean. Like, if you continue to think that you're not good enough for that job, if you're not good enough to go out with that person, if you're not good enough to have a dog or have a kid, whatever it is that you want to have, whatever it is you want to be your goal, then you're not going to be good enough in general. And you're going to stay not being good enough unless you change it. And it sounds super cringy, but it's just facts. Like, I'm not going to be good enough for that promotion I could potentially want if I don't think I'm smart enough or I have the potential or I have the knowledge to get that promotion. Um, I'm not going to be good enough of a mom if I don't just take the right steps to be a good parent to my kids, you know? And I'm talking about dogs, but it's facts. But at the same time, good is such a a moving target. Um, It's such, you know, like, being good enough is such a vague, a vague situation, too. Because, like... I didn't think about it until I heard about it on the podcast, Ladies and the Tangents, which is my favorite podcast. And absolutely, you guys should go and listen to them. They're amazing. I love these two white women from Ohio. They're just great. But they are like, you know, discussing their goals for the year, last year, one of their episodes. And they were like, hey, what's your goal? Sierra was like, I want to be a good student. Jerry stops her writer tracks and she's like, I think you need to change your goal because good enough is a moving target and you're setting yourself up for failure. And I was like, wow, that hit hard. That hit home because being good enough, it's, it's going to change. It's going to, you know, change with every day, every month that passes. It's going to change when you change over time. Like everybody changes over time. And, you know, I know there's that saying is like, you know, nobody changes. It's like, yes, we do. Because where I am mentally, I was not here two years ago. I was not here a year ago. I thought I was a failure at life. And then I realized I'm not a failure. I'm just starting. I'm young. Like, I have so much left to live for. You know, I'm only 25. Like, there's so much left in my life, it's not even funny. You know? And yeah, life flashes before your eyes, but I have so much time left to live it, to learn. And that's all life is. It's a fucking learning experience. So why am I going to put so much pressure on myself at 25 to do things I don't even know if I really want to do? Like, do I want to stay in the corporate world? I don't fucking know. Right now, it seems like a pretty good option. It seems like something I'm supposed to do, really. But I also want to do it because I'm genuinely curious about how that goes, you know? Do I want to go into maybe a more artistry type of industry? Maybe. That's why we're here. You know, like, I had, like, this is a time to experiment. This is a time to make mistakes. Um... And I, you know, I quoted Twilight there a little bit, um, if you know, you know. But, you know, there is, there is a point to all that. Like, we have time to grow, to learn, to become a better version of ourselves. 
And so being good enough is a horrible standard. And I know I'm contradicting myself completely. But listen, they're, they're, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, uh, at the same time, you won't be good enough unless you think you are. There we go. That's the correct way to say it. You know? But at the same time, what's good enough? You know, what, what's good, what, what's the standard at that point? Because if you have a specific goal in mind of what would be good, so like you can be a good girlfriend, you can be a good daughter, but what's the standard? If being a daughter for someone else is being very offhanded. Meanwhile, for me, being a good daughter is always, for like, for example, for me, being a good daughter is always being there, always helping her, always being a, a voice for her, you know, always being there for, for my mom, for my parents, you know, being the best daughter I can be is essentially tearing myself up as a person. That's a fact. Because I would give anything to make them feel better. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> um, meanwhile, being a good friend is listening to them, helping them when they need advice. And just being there. In the best way you can. As in like some days it may be physically being there for them. Other days it may just be like talking to them through text. You know, some days it may be being on FaceTime all day. Other days it'll be like, I hope you had a good day. And then not talk for the rest of the day. You know, it fluctuates. It changes. And, you know... Being good enough, being a good anything is a horrible goal because, you know, in my personal life, um, I know I stretch it, but I'm just going to say it. You know, I deal with a lot of uh, stuff with my mom. She has a lot of health issues and I have bent over backwards to do everything that I need to do that I can do for her and her situation, you know, I've even stopped myself from doing certain things so that I can help, so that I can be there. And everyone around me is like, you're such a good daughter. And I was like, I know this. Why are you telling me this? And now I understand why they had that assurance. Because there are times where you think you're not enough. When you think there could be more you could do, but there isn't. And it's frustrating because you think you're failing, but you aren't. It's not your fault. You're just, you know, doing the best you can with what you got. And that's all that needs to be done. You're doing your best and that is more than enough. And, you know, at that point, that's where I figured out, hey, 
I need to fucking change this perspective of being good enough because at, there comes a point where, you know, she might not think it's good enough. My mom, like, she might not think that my efforts are good enough for her. But at the same time, like, this is all I can give you. Like, if I give you more, I will break myself, you know? And it shouldn't be that way. So, we change perspectives. It's like, you know, like, I'm going to be there to what I can do. And that's it. Like, if you want more, shit out of luck, my guy. Like, you set goals based on actual things you can do set goals like if you want to be a good student okay what's good okay i want to make dean's list cool make dean's list do what you can to be on a dean's list but don't be like i want to be top three percent and you're really only wanting dean like you're comparing yourself to a top three percent student but all you really want is dean's list you know Set realistic and perspective goals for yourself so that you can be good enough and not feel like a failure like I did for so many months. And I have bounced around a lot enough in this episode and I am actually crying. Um, I'm fine. It'll work out. Like, trust me, like, I know it sounds um, idiotic to say that I'm fine after, you know, literally spreading my heart like this, but... I'll get through it. Like, this is something that I realized months ago. You know, I went to therapy for this, too. Like, it's just something I've never spoken about publicly. Um, You know, a few people know about what actually goes on behind the scenes in my life. They just kind of assume everything's okay because that's the face I put up. You know, my entire life is fucking PR in, like, my personal life. So, like, putting things out in perspective, like... This, you know, it hurts, but it's facts. And we're just trying to make the most of it. Um, You know, things could be better, but I'm only 25. And whatever age you are, you're only that age. Like, you're only 20. You're only 40. You have so much left to live for. And even if, like, tomorrow isn't promise you're doing the best with what you got today and I think that's great I think that's fabulous I think you're doing great sweetie you know I'm I am Kris Jenner with the camera phone pointing it at you you're doing absolutely wonderful and I don't even have to know you to say that like you're doing beautiful you're doing great and I think that is absolutely wonderful and I want to say it again and again because it may sound repetitive but it may be like what you need to hear because you know like life has so many negatives so much negativity is out there and in you and in everybody that it just causes us to make drama and you know, be spiteful and vengeful and mean, and that's not what we need. Sometimes, you know, we need a little love, we need a little comfort, and I want to provide you some by saying you're doing the best with what you have. You're doing the best 
today. You're doing your best for today. Don't borrow from tomorrow's problems. And that is a quote from, from Blood and Ash. I feel like our next episode should be about books simply because I've mentioned it at least six times. So I feel like that's enough warrant. And also like nobody else has given me input on on episode ideas and I'm talking out my ass and oversharing as one does when they overthink. So <laughs> this episode was an absolute mess. Thank you for coming to the chaos uh, with a dash of reason. And I say that because that's our that's our bio somewhere, you know? Um, <laughs> I said so many different things everywhere when I posted this. But again, thank you for coming to the chaos. Thank you for pulling up a chair and staying with me while I boil the tea. Um, hopefully I can bring some tea soon. Let me know if you guys want any kind of specific episodes. I do have an email. Um, I'm very bad at self-promotion and I was very nervous on my first episode. This one feels more natural. Let me be raw. Let me let me do a door review. In our episode today, my favorite part was how open I was with you and how we reached a new level of realization for the day. And I think that's enough. But also, like, my favorite part was, uh, you know, just being here. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the Chaos TED Talk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, again, let me know if you guys have any ideas. I do have an email. Uh, also, there's an Instagram for this. So if you guys do want to follow, um, I don't probably post that often. I don't do in my personal accounts in general. Um, also, if you try to find me on my personal accounts, uh, it's private. So just wait a second and I'll just like approve it. Um, I'm bad at self-promotion. If I forget anything, it'll probably be in the show notes. And uh, I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for coming and, you know, pulling up a chair, listening to our stories. Um, I'm going to see how I feel about doing books next week. If not, it might just be a typical am I the asshole. I feel like I want to do one of those. It's, it looks like so much fun. Um, but most definitely let me know. Um, also, I love you guys um, and have a great one. All right, bye.